The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHDT HD2. All right, welcome back. It's 329 here on The Blitz 1170. Hope that everyone has had a uh, good day so far. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Kobe Daniel, Scott File alongside as well. Want to remind everyone that uh, coming up over the course of uh, the weekend, the Oilers have several opportunities for you to get out. And remember that if you're inside the BOK Center, you can be a part of the Blitz upgrade in which they move you down closer to the ice. One group of lucky fans will be selected to move down for the cheap seats closer to the action on the ice. So you can get ready for an upgrade from the Tulsa Oilers and the Blitz 1170. The 26th is Star Wars night. First 1,000 fans get a free space sword. Because that you, you're probably not allowed to say. Yeah, I think that's copyright <laughs> infringement. Lightsaber is probably <laughs> copyrighted. Um, by the way, my daughter saw a video of the Star Wars exhibit or the rides that they have at, at Disney World especially when you make your own lightsaber and lost her mind. So that's all I've heard about over the last couple of days is when can we go make a lightsaber? I don't know when you get a job. How about that? Uh, the 27th is Scooby-Doo night. First 1,000 kids get a free youth jersey. And the 28th is another family fun day. You can stay after the game and skate with the players. That game is versus the Idaho Steelheads. Uh, we've got a lot of NFL to get into coming up over the course of the show, and we will continue to do that. Where I wanted to go here, though, for a few moments is right here in our lovely Big 12 conference because we have a few items. Uh, According to a report that came out over the weekend, it looks like that we will have the 2024 Big 12 football schedule be released on the 30th, which is next Tuesday. The conference revealed all of the matchups, if you remember, for its 16-team season in November. So we know who each individual team is going to play. We just don't know when. So um, next Tuesday is when we will find out, apparently, according to Max Olson. And remember, the league's trying to adjust to a bigger conference with all these new teams that are coming in. So it's uh, taken them a little bit longer, which is why they're kind of behind the eight ball uh, with some of the other leagues. So we'll be looking forward to that coming up on Tuesday of next week on the 30th. Why is that important? Well, one, who doesn't like a nice schedule release? And two, we get to see where the primary contenders, at least here in January, where their schedule ranks, like Oklahoma State, for instance. We have what I would consider to be one of the front runners, if not the front runner, for the entire conference right here in this state. And we all want to see what kind of gauntlet is going to be laid in front of them in the month of November and maybe October so they might have a shot at competing for a conference championship and also maybe getting to a college football playoff. So there is that. Uh, the other item I would like to bring up here when it comes to college whether it's the good and the bad and the ugly over the weekend or not. But, man, you just kind of scroll through what the conference looks like and um, see a whole lot of teams there above 500, whole lot of teams at 3-2. and two. And the likelihood of this conference getting 10 teams in right now looks pretty good. Do you know who's not more than likely going to get in and who's not looking good right now? 
That would be the team that is at the bottom of the conference, and that is our Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, another one over the weekend. And, um, yeah, now you get to play a really good TCU team. Then you get to play a West Virginia team that just knocked off Kansas. Oh, and by the way, you get the return game with Kansas where you've got to go up to Lawrence next Tuesday night on the same day that the schedule is released. It is... um, It's not looking good right now. It's not looking good at all. Not that we had any type of dreams of grandeur with the start that this team got off to. But, man, this past weekend was another reminder about just how awful and how tough the start to the season was for Oklahoma State and more than likely staring down the barrel. I mean, is there there's a chance they could be 0-8, right, By by the time we get to next Tuesday? Is that is that fair enough to say with what we've seen so far? Hey, absolutely. I mean, I, I not only is there a chance of that happening, more than I think likely, it's, it's reasonable to say that 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 could happen. Mm. That that's not the Jim Carrey. So you're saying there's a chance, right? I mean, that is <laughs> no, like there's not. that could very easily go that way. Yikes! <sighs> Behind the scenes, are there conversations happening? Because you know it's not going well. And I'm not here to ever call for someone's job or anything else. That's not my responsibility. It's not really anyone's responsibility other than the athletic department and the athletic director. But I found it a little odd that while you're searching for positive things to promote from the program, you've got to reach down to the the depths of, you know who's a consultant on this basketball program is Doug Gottlieb. You guys saw that story like on Friday? Like that one started making the rounds that Doug would come in like once a month and kind of run through things. Like that to me is where we're talking about where you're searching for positive things. They're like, hey, don't worry about this. We brought Doug back because Doug's a good cowboy and loves, loves Stillwater, right? That's the way that that story, when it came out, really made it seem that it was like we just need to promote something positive that's happening right now for the basketball program yeah i mean you're you're grasping for anything right you're just searching for something to to hang your hat on not only within the program but to your fan base and there's there's not much to be excited about and look i I think anytime you're struggling conversations are taking place behind closed doors. Now, how real are those conversations in terms of getting enough traction where, you know, anybody decides to start taking action? I I don't know about that. I mean, the contract, you know, obviously is still is what it is a big thing. And it's, it's not like there's uh, an endless supply of cash to just, you know, go make decisions where you're possibly paying coaches not to coach. And there's not a clear cut, answer as to who the savior would be anyway right so yeah yeah i mean i I think you're probably having those conversations and and you're probably aware of what the landscape might look like but i I don't know that there's the expectation that anything is is changing anytime soon well it's morphed to the point of not only are you openly promoting that godlib is now consulting with it but you're just happy that they showed a little bit of fight and i know that we brought up those points last week uh, hasn't seen much at all, but okay, they did, but I'm, I'm sorry. They had a lead and then they scored one bucket one in the final, like eight minutes of that game. 
One. You add, Wash, rinse, repeat, right? You add that seven minutes and 30 with the six minutes and 30 at the end of the first half against the game last week, the other five minutes in the second half of another game, and we're talking about scoring droughts now that I would almost be willing to bet if you were to add up the massive scoring droughts, and I'll do that for tomorrow, I bet you they equal almost a full game from what we've seen so far. I, it's just... There's nothing more to say about it. There's nothing more to say. I mean, it's say. not like the offense looks good in the moments <laughs> that they're not in a drought, right? It so is a struggle. The fact that the buckets start start uh, not going your way and the rolls on the rim start, start going the opposite way that you want them to, you're not really generating any type of offense that, that helps that process. And then you have to reach a point somewhere along the way, and I don't know if they're there yet or maybe if they've been there for a while, where I think mentally it becomes a situation where maybe you have the yips to a degree, right? Like you start to see the ball not going down, and mentally it would be hard to ignore that voice that says, here we go again. And then you compound it with the turnover and free throw problems that they've had all season. Just compounds the issue. To your point about here we go again, they don't have anyone on the team that steps up and becomes like, I don't know, Iron Man, right? That can take it all on and be like, all right, we're we're not going to allow this to happen again. They don't have that dude that's there. They don't they don't necessarily yep. have anyone that puts the entire team on his shoulders and says, I got you. Let's go. Which to me makes it even more important that there's somewhat somewhat of an identity offensively, right? Like you have to work harder offensively to create buckets because you don't have one of those guys, right? You have to yeah, work harder offensively to get yourself good shots because you don't have one of those bailout guys that can just go get you a bucket when you need it. And, and it, it looks... As bad offensively as I think it's looked at any point in the Boynton era. Boy, has it. And I, I don't even know why why I thought that it would maybe look a little bit different on Saturday. And, you know, you get to a point, and it's like now you sit there and you try to watch them, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I, it's almost like I keep looking at my watch, and I'm like, all right, when's the drought starting? Because the drought is going to happen at some point. Maybe had to wait a little bit longer this time for when it finally came on Saturday, but it did. (laughs) Right. Uh, It's at the point now where you have to praise them for having some good stretches in a game. Like, that's how far it's dipped that, that, like, the Kansas State game, you're searching for something positive to the point that you're like, well, at least they had some good stretches in the game. It wasn't wasn't 40 minutes of total misery. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, right? no doubt. No Yikes. doubt. Uh, one other thing here before we take a break. Rodney Terry. <laughs> so Texas beats Baylor. I guess I need to remind everyone. Uh, Scott, bring this up real quick. Uh, this was last week after UCF beat them. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go 
through the handshake line. I'm proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down like, like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. And then they beat uh, Baylor this weekend on a bucket at the buzzer. And this is not me ranting against anyone for celebrating. You should celebrate a moment like that. But to be as big of a fool with some of your comments after Central Florida and then to see the way that you celebrated after you beat Baylor, mainly because it had to be pucker factor 12 down in Austin for the way that you started conference play. That is a big win over a Baylor team. But for you to do exactly what you said that your team didn't do that because you have more class than someone else was hilarious absolutely hilarious and it was so bad that three days later Rodney Terry's apologizing say I had no intention to try to show anyone up or offend anyone in terms of what occurred at the end of that game okay all right sure sure buddy sure that that's that's my only point in all of this that's why I didn't have a problem with UCF celebrating don't have a problem with Texas celebrating you're allowed to be emotional after a win you should be emotional it's part of what makes this thing so great no matter what sport that you're in it all has emotion in it. And celebrate your victories. And you've also got to ride the emotional train in your losses, too. You have to do all of it. Do it all. Be a well-rounded individual. Don't be tisk-tisk culture like we talked about. And don't be like, yeah, that's not the proper way to do it. No, it's your way to do it. Doesn't mean that it's always right. But, uh, yeah, Rodney Terry doing that and becoming hypocrite one on Saturday in the college basketball landscape was rather hilarious to me anyway. And if you don't want to watch Rodney people Terry celebrating, was jumping don't around. That's right. And Rodney Terry was jumping around like he had just won the $6 billion Powerball. Yes. Yeah. My gosh. I know. Fist pumps out on the floor. He might have been able to win the Olympic high jump. Bouncing around. Like he's on a he pogo stick. I was like, my, my goodness. Hey, man, congrats that on the big like win. That looked like somebody that was hoping to win. It did. And celebrating when they, the hope came true. A giant sigh of relief. But when your quote is, we don't jump up and down and act like we won a national championship, and then you do that, you deserve <laughs> to get every ounce of this pointed directly back at you. Maybe you just don't say anything. Maybe you take stock in that you had a rough loss and you know what's funny is when you don't open your mouth and say ridiculous things, people tend not to react to anything then that you do, <laughs> whether it's minuscule or not. Because at the end of the day, does it matter that Rodney Terry jumped up and down? No. But it does matter after you said something like you right. did against UCF. You should jump up and down and celebrate hitting a, a shot like that, right? Like I that, it, agree. That's what sports are about. You yes. should be having fun. Yep. And, and there, there are highs. And there are lows, but to, to clap and, and point out somebody that is experiencing their own high because you can't deal with your low, it, it really puts you in a bad spot. It's why I never bought into the act like you've been there culture before. I'm, I never bought into that. If that's what you want to so do. so stupid. Yeah, that's right. Then do it. How about this? How about 
we need all kinds. We need someone like Barry to hand the ball off. You know what else we need? We need someone to take a football and spike it in someone's face. We also need them to pretend like it's a grenade and they pull the pin and throw it over the top of their head. So and to everyone pull a out and sign the football. Yes, we need all of it. All of it. It fuels so much passion and joy that comes with this. Not everyone should, should do the over-the-top celebrations. Not every team should get an interception and then run to the end zone to pose in with the cameras, which is another thing. But those that do it, okay. And we also need those to just hand the football back because that's what makes them unique. But for uh, that's what I never bought into that. Uh, act like you've been there before. Well, not everyone's that way. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of people, <laughs> lot of people haven't. haven't. And a lot of people won't ever. So be it. All right, it's 345. Take a timeout. We'll come back uh, here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Scott File. Colby Daniels alongside as well. Want to remind everyone about uh, us teaming up with Triad Eye Institute. We would like your help in showing a little love to our veterans with Valentine's for Vets. You can create homemade Valentine's and then drop them off at Triad Eye Institute in Tulsa, Muskogee, Bartlesville, Grove, Claremore, Pryor, or McAllister, right here at the studios for the Blitz 1170 across from Guthrie Green. It's the Channel 6 building downtown, for crying out loud. Learn more at theblitztulsa.com slash valentine. It's Valentine's for Vets from Triad Eye Institute and the Blitz 1170.